You are tuned into the And One edition of the Game Sports Show presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill. Sports Center Bar and Grill named Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar for five years in a row and Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best wings for two years in a row. Make sure to go on down to Sports Center Bar and Grill on Wednesdays for its famous 75 cent wing nights and just to be a part of an overall great sports atmosphere. Make sure to also check out Sports Center Bar and Grill on both Facebook and Instagram. They're also available for takeout as well. Now let's get to end one. Joining hosts David McCaig and Scott Mason discussing both local, regional, and national basketball talk. You are now tuning into the In the Pocket edition of the Gainsport Show, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, also known as GEM. This In the Pocket edition is presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill. Sports Center Bar and Grill is located on 624 Wellington Street West in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, and has been named the Sioux's Best Sports Bar for five years in a row. Count them, five years in a row. Also named the Sioux's Best Wings for two years in a row. Head on down to Sports Center today to enjoy many delicious menu options in house or for takeout. In particular, highlight Mondays and Wednesdays so you can have the pleasure to enjoy. 75 cent wings from the best in town. Sports Center is the original home to the game sports show since 2015. A true member of the family. And with the atmosphere Sports Center brings, there is no better spot to enjoy the game or time with friends. The game sports show sends a cheers and a salute to the Sioux's best sports bar. Booyah, and it's time for the game sports show. This is the in the pocket and and one edition presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill. Sioux St. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar for five years in a row and Sioux St. Marie, Ontario's best wings for two years in a row. It is your host, David McKaig, here on this Sunday, May the 16th afternoon, and I am joined by Scott Neeson over in Sioux St. Marie, Michigan. Scotty, my friend, how are you? Dave, I'm having a wonderful, beautiful weekend here in the Twin Sioux, and certainly lots going on in the world of sports, as it always does in the NBA, as well, after today, we'll know the playoff matchups, at least for the play-in games, which will start this week. And, of course, the NFL with the NFL draft happening a few weeks ago. You had the schedules come out earlier this week. So certainly lots to talk about. Great to be on the show again this week. Definitely. You know what? And it's a different layout, of course. Everyone who knows our In the Pocket edition is obviously with myself, uh, Jamie Antonello, Justin Heichel, and our good friend, EJ Russell. And of course, when you're able to jump in, Scotty, as well. But obviously, a lot of people know us from the Sioux Samuel, Ontario side with uh, Jamie Antonello, Matt Primo, and Justin Heichel. However, with a lot of scheduling conflicts and people kind of, uh, you know, going to stay at camp or kind of, you know, just bouncing around our sporadic schedule, if you will, sometimes the schedule doesn't really balance. So that's why we have combined in the pocket with and one today, especially since the NFL draft has been a little bit ago. We just wanted to make sure that we got into some of that feedback from an in the pocket perspective as well as dive into the NFL schedule that was released and with and one of course as Scott just mentioned there's the play-in games uh, that are happening this week we just want to get into some updates around the NBA but we'll make sure we have a full playoff preview next weekend once the playoff picture is set so Scott myself and you this is kind of a unique situation obviously having both uh, having both topics in one it's something that we have done with our previous shows which includes uh with northern superior brewing company additions that we have had but it's certainly going to be fun to get into before i do get into that we've had a busy week with the game sports show with all the additions that we have up most notably we had our top shelf edition the episode 11 that we upload we had our espn 1400 edition on may the 12th we have an upcoming special edition upload with jamie tardiff and we also have 
other uh, other uploads such as Strike Zone. We have another ESPN edition coming up. We have uh, Top Shelf again coming up. We have End One, as I mentioned again this weekend. And of course, we have our other shows that you can follow on the Game Sports, such as Butch Davis. There's the Hot Seat. There's a lot of shows that you can tune into. So make sure you check out thegamesportshow.com for all of that. And speaking of that, it's gamesportshow.com. That domain that website is absolutely fabulous that aaron robinson updated for us it's very fun it's interactive and there's even a little corny video from yours truly that was credit to alex parr for that video work he does a fantastic job now scott we got basketball we got football i'm actually going to give you the reins in terms of what topic you want to go in first do you want to throw the hell mary first or do you want to throw the alley-oop Let's throw the alley-oop, Dave, because, you know, we're recording this edition on Sunday afternoon, just before the regular season winds down for the NBA, and there's still a lot to be determined as far as what teams are finishing where, uh, what you know, who the playoff play-in games, I should say, would do. So I, I would like to start with the NBA today and uh, possibly look at some of the uh, potential matchups. Again, we're going to know more uh, after this recording and on our ESPN show on Wednesday and certainly in our next and one, but just kind of in a, a snapshot of where the teams are right now, Dave, heading into the final game of the regular seasons, or I should say games right now, Utah is the top team in the West. Uh, if they win tonight, Against Sacramento, they will clinch the number one seed. I would expect that they would. Phoenix is number two in the West. They're currently a game behind Utah. They need the Jazz to lose, and they need to beat San Antonio to clinch the one seed. I don't see that happening. Uh, They'll probably beat San Antonio, who's already locked in to the final spot in the playoff game. So I would imagine Phoenix is going to finish number two. Now, this is where it gets real interesting tonight, Dave. In the West, Denver and the L.A. Clippers are currently tied for third in the West. Both teams play today. Denver plays at Portland, and the Clippers, they will be playing as well. But here, here's, here's the, the caveat to this. The Denver Nuggets may well lose tonight's game because they want to avoid a potential 3-6 matchup against the L.A. Lakers. If the Denver Nuggets beat Portland tonight, and the Lakers beat New Orleans, then that would match up Denver and L.A. Now, I I and I do bet, as you know, Dave, legally here in the state of Michigan, I am all in on picking Portland in that one. There is no way Denver wants to play the L.A. Lakers in the first round. We saw that happen with the Clippers the other night. They lost to the Houston Rockets, who are god-awful, the worst team in the NBA, to avoid a potential matchup against the L.A. Lakers. So the Clippers... Uh, already did that. So you're starting to see something here towards the end of the season, Dave, as far as tanking games. And that's something that's been tradition in, in the NBA, especially when it comes to the bottom team and teams, I should say, and trying to get a better draft position. You're seeing that this year as well, although I don't think teams are tanking games. Dallas right now is the fifth seed in the West heading into tonight's game. Uh, they own the tie or they're one game up rather on the Blazers at six and the Lakers at seven. So if the Mavericks win, they'll be number five. Portland right now is the number six seed. Again, they play Denver. So the top six teams in the West and the East will not have to play in the play So that's where it gets interesting in the West, Dave. Then I'll get your comments on the West before we get to the East. Right now, the Lakers are seventh. They would play the play-in game if the playoffs started today. And they would be taking on the Golden State Warriors. How about that? Number seven, L.A., 
Number eight, Golden State. Again, there still could be some jockeying after today's games, but that certainly would be an interesting game. So the way the format is in the NBA is seven plays eight. The winner is in. So they're locked into the seventh seed. The eight, the loser of that game will play the winner of the nine versus 10. And that one is Memphis and San Antonio. So there's still, we know the 10 teams that are in the playoffs, Dave. We just don't know as far as, you know, a couple could be playing the play-in games. But uh, your thoughts on the West? Certainly the Lakers have swooned as of late, but they got LeBron back. They got Davis back. And I would not want to face them in the first round at all. No, and the Lakers are defending champions, right? And that's where, and they have, exactly. they have the, still one of, if not the best player in the world, LeBron James, as much as people may not want to admit that at all times, it is the facts. And with Anthony Davis getting back, being healthy, the Lakers are a scary matchup to play. But I'll, in kind of in connection to that, Scott, what I really, I'm not a big fan of purposely losing. Okay, and like, or now I understand if you're the Clippers, if you're the Nuggets, you don't want to play the Lakers. I get it, you don't. But eventually, as you move forward, you will have to play them. Yes, yep. it, it doesn't matter. Like, and whoever plays the Lakers first round, I'm sorry, the Lakers are going to be one of the final teams remaining in the playoffs, in my opinion. But we'll save that for our playoff preview uh, when we get into where we think play- teams are going to go. But you have a scenario where when you're in that position of purposely losing I'm not a fan of because who cares when or if you play them it doesn't matter in my opinion I know it kind of looks good as an organization from a management perspective but it doesn't matter if you lose in the first round second or third round if you get to the finals and you win or lose even if you lose you still haven't won the championship even if you lose in the first round you and you lose in the championship, yes, you got to the finals and you represent your conference. Maybe that's more of a success, but you're still in the same position as you would have been in round one, being not being a champion. But getting to the finals is very special. So unless you know you're going to go to the finals, it doesn't matter what way you play it. You're going to play them in the first round, second, or third round. Who really cares? You know what? I'm a, if you want to use the direction of resting star players, I'm a fan of that. There was some, if you want to use a hockey reference to that, with some of the Canadian teams where they were still playing some of their top players in games that don't matter. What if you slip into the boards? What if you roll an yep. What if you block a shot? You know, every time if you're a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, for example, you're blocking a shot when you see Austin Matthews getting a shooting lane out there. What are you doing? We're in the last <laughs> of the season. Get out of there. You know, right? So I can see maybe resting players, and but not going the direction of not trying to win. But you can see the teams are doing that. And it does happen in the NBA. In hockey, yes, there's teams that would like to have that last overall pick, but having the draft lottery, it kind of really changes that, so it doesn't really matter. And you can ask the Knicks. They haven't had a lot of success, especially when it comes to the draft either. So, you know, at the end of the day, when you're in that scenario with having to lose, I would rather see the Nuggets say, you know what, rest our guys, yes, but let's get going and try to still win a game, going into the postseason strong. And then if you got to play the Lakers in the first round, yes, it sucks, uh, but if you do got to play them, you got to beat them any ways to get there. I'm a firm believer of that. And winning that first round, if you can beat the Lakers and upset them, you're going to be so prepped and riding such a high for the rest of the playoffs that you're not even going to notice how easily it could maybe be to walk through other teams because of who you beat to get there. So that's why I'm not really a big fan of that. But overall in the West, you know what? I'm really enjoying what the Utah Jazz are doing this year. I think they're really fun to watch. The Clippers being fourth, uh, you know, of course, uh, Kawhi Leonard. 
you know, Toronto Raptor legend, if you will. He was there for one season and the amount of big plays that he did. You know, I'd like to see the Clippers because the amount of investment that they've used in their star players do well. But this very the Western Conference, my whole point is a lot of teams in this West are very competitive. The Jazz, the Suns, Nuggets, Clippers, Mavs, Blazers, Lillard's one of my favorite basketball players uh, in the NBA because of just the way he plays. He is fantastic to watch. Lakers and Golden State, that's another team you don't want to play. Stephon Curry is literally playing and putting up video game numbers. Okay, this guy has been an absolute stud just against New Orleans, or New Orleans, sorry, uh, last game. You know, or even the week when I was in New Orleans, sorry, when he was playing against, I believe it was the Suns now that I'm trying to recall, but he had 49 points, uh, but he had 21 against the Suns. And when he played against the Thunder, I believe it actually it was, is what I've noted here, when they won 136-97, that's where Curry put up 49 points. But you have a Curry who is rested, that is shooting lights out on the ball, and Draymond Green, who claims that he is literally one of the best players ever to play in his position, which I really think he should pump the brakes on. But nonetheless, you have Wiggins, who, you know, he got some decent scoring on there. Yes, you don't have the clay. You don't have, you know, the Kevin Durant that was there. But I think this is a very scary team to play as well, going into kind of the, the play-in games and even into the playoffs because Curry can hit a three from any part of the court. So you're mentioning teams that you don't want to play. The team that I'm really seeing that you don't want to play is Golden State. Heck, even Portland. So we're talking about six, seven, and eight seeds at this current time of recording. So the West is extremely powerful. It doesn't matter what seed you are because it's going to be a tough battle whatever round, first, second, third, or the finals that you get into. Yeah, especially in a one-game situation, Dave, with with Golden State. I mean, Curry could you know score 70 points on his own, and so I think the L.A. Lakers certainly don't want to get in that position, but uh, they very well could come the end of the day. Dave, in the East, uh, a little more sorted out, uh, so to speak. Philadelphia, they're the number one seed. Uh, Brooklyn right now is the two seed. Uh, they need to beat the Cavs today. They will to be the two seed. They had all three of their uh, three-headed monster play last night. Uh, Milwaukee looks like they're going to be the third seed. If the Knicks win today uh, at home, I believe they're playing Charlotte. They'll be the number four seed. What a story there. I don't think many people, including you and I, Dave, had the Knicks uh, as the four seed. Fun team to watch. I'm looking forward to see what they do in the playoffs. It looks like Atlanta, Miami will be five or six. Uh, could be in either one. And then the play-in games right now, Boston, we know, will be in the play-in game. They're at number seven. They've locked into the seventh seed. Uh, Charlotte or Indiana could be the eighth right now, depending on game stand. You have Washington and Indiana or Charlotte being the 9-10. So certainly in the east, it's going to be very interesting, Dave. I mean, Philadelphia, they're a team I, I'm still trying to to get my wrap my head around. I want to pick them, but... You know, looking at some of these other potential teams that could be in their way, certainly Philadelphia had the best regular season in the East, obviously, finishing number one. Brooklyn, now that they've gotten uh, Irving and company and Durant back and Harden, you know, how are they going to be in a seven-game series? Can all three of those guys, you know, play as much? Because, you know, you talk about load management. Brooklyn, you know, they haven't had those three guys play together all but what I think three games and now they're going to have to do it you know every two or three nights potentially for a couple months so it's going to be very interesting to see the health of Brooklyn obviously defensively they're they're a little suspect when you got those three guys on the court you have a chance to win every night and it's a matter of if they stay healthy I, I talked about the Knicks and just what they're doing and it's going to be very interesting to see them play a Miami or Atlanta in the first round 
So I, I'm excited about the East, Dave. I think over the past couple of years, the the power structure has balanced a bit more uh, compared to West versus East. I think most people would argue the West is better top to bottom, but I think you're seeing the East kind of come up a little bit over the past couple of years. So, hey, we'll know the matchups uh, come late tonight, and we'll definitely talk about them this week on the uh, shows on ESPN 1400 and our next edition of And One. So what, what are your thoughts on the East heading into the playoffs? See, the East, you said it right at the end there, was I think the West is a lot more powerful, is, I think it's fair to say. But the East has that balance, you know, but you got to yeah. think the teams, the Nets are obviously a lot of everyone's favorites because of their three-headed monster. And everyone knows how much I love when people super team up and make it that way. But nonetheless, the... The Raptors, I'll say quickly, I, I, when people call them the Tampa Bay Raptors this year, I like it because that's not the true Toronto Raptors team that I'm used to seeing for the last uh, about uh, 10 years, last decade or so. And, you know, it's unfortunate they didn't get in. Lowry and Siakam aren't playing in the fun finale. Uh, in, there's a lot of question marks around that. So I want to get my comment first with the Raptors and say they didn't play like the Toronto Raptors. They definitely and it's, I'm not chirping the city of Tampa Bay, but what I mean by the Tampa Bay Raptors is that that's not the true team that I'm used to seeing. And it wasn't an enjoyable year if you were a Raptors fan, but the East is so competitive and exciting. How can you not love the Knicks? You know, it's obviously some Canadian blood on the Knicks. It gives me a little bit more to watch. It gives Canada a bit more to watch. I'm really pulling for the Knicks. You know, again, we'll talk about that later on this week. we we'll talk about playoffs and you know, it's Cinderella stories that I certainly enjoy where the Knicks have been a laughing stock of the NBA for how many years and when it comes to the season and when it comes to the draft, but they're one of the more profitable teams in the NBA, believe it or not, in organizations. I think no one should believe or not believe it because it's the city of New York, but you have the Eastern Conference that has been very interesting this year. The Celtics, I didn't think they'd be that low in the standings. The Heat, you know, after a great bubble run last year, I didn't think that they would be where they are. You, if you're playing the Heat in the first round, or if you're playing the Celtics, I don't know if I'd want ma that matchup in the first round. And there's a potential that if the, after the playing games and stuff go on, you know, and see who it all balances out, that the 76ers could be a team that could be one of those teams that are first seed upset, uh, either in the first or at most the second round. And you, you said it, Scott, you yourself, that you don't know where, how you can believe or how you can see this team. Uh, I really don't – I don't want to say they're not as good as they are because obviously they finished first in the East and that says something. But in the playoffs, we will see. But when I look at teams like the Nets, the Bucks, and the Heat, as I mentioned, I feel like – in the Knicks, like, like I really feel like that's a team that can push it to the wall against Sixers and win. So I think everyone should maybe keep an eye on betting on the Sixers walking out of the East. And again, like I mentioned, we'll talk about that when we get to our preview for the playoffs. But the East is so much more balanced in terms of equal talent. But the Western Conference is so much more powerful and top-heavy at the stardom talent field. Yes. There's a Tente de Cupo, there's Durant, there's Embiid. There's a lot of good players in the East. When you look at the West, I think that's going to be the more exciting conference going forward. But the most the most Cinderella story type stories are in the East when it comes to the Knicks. Heck, even the Hawks, you know, uh, yeah. or, or if the Tente de Cupo can guide the Bucks to the promised land after the Raptors devastated them just a couple seasons ago. Uh, so the East, yes, there's a very open Anything can happen. There's no safe bet when it comes to the Eastern Conference. And it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But 
at the end of the day, there's a lot of storylines that could be headed in there, and the way the standings are are the way that standings didn't people didn't think that they would actually end up being. And as I mentioned, with the Heat uh, being in the middle of the pack there, I thought they'd be more of a topper end. And the big storyline though is the health of the Knicks three-headed or sorry the Nets three-headed monster, and if they can even stay healthy in the playoffs. And, and Dave, real quick before we get to the NFL, I love the play-in games because basically you're going to have four game sevens this week because it's single elimination and just think about it you know we could be watching the lakers and warriors i mean just just it's it's like having four game sevens in one week i love the play-in what do you think i think the play-in is absolutely fantastic i like the idea i'd like to almost start seeing other leagues do it and experiment with it down the road maybe but uh, the nba did a good job with this format you got teams that it kind of gives that chance where if a team wasn't healthy all year but right. they better get that chance so it kind of helps those teams that should have would have could have kind of scenarios uh which obviously didn't help the raptors out so maybe that point is basically being started <laughs> uh but you have the playing games that are certainly going to be exciting going forward and you know what even besides all that there's some other fun news i wanted to quickly get a tidbit about the nba which was posted as per our friends at espn uh the 2021 basketball hall of fame uh yes. the- Announced. Uh, I'll just go through a couple of the players and then Scott bounce back to you to get into the playoff play uh, playing games again, if you'd like, as well as your comments about the Hall of Fame. But as per their post on Instagram, which was posted 11 minutes ago at the time of this recording, so some breaking updates, if you will, sort of uh, breaking this ESPN post. So you can check it on their Instagram. You have, of course, Ben Wallace. I think everyone should know Ben Wallace, especially if you're in the Detroit area. Absolute stud. Chris Bosch. Obviously, former Raptor, won the championship with the Heat, and he had to retire young. Uh, very, very strong talent, one of the best Raptors to play. Uh, you also have Chris Webber, who is a Hall of Famer, who played for five teams his career, Golden State, the Wizards, the Kings, Sixers, and also the Pistons as well. Make sure I mention the Pistons. Yep. Then you have Yolanda Griffith. Uh, for female side, you have Lauren Jackson, uh, Paul Pierce, also uh, thrown into the deduction. He played for the obviously the Celtics, the Nets, Wizards, and Clippers. Not, I, I think everyone will remember when he was on the Wizards with the Toronto <laughs> Raptors. Uh, if you're a Toronto Raptor fan, because of the shenanigans off the court, but nonetheless, Paul Pierce is an absolute legend when it comes to Boston territory. To, uh, Tony Kukuk uh, 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 from. Uh, Hall of Famer with the Bulls, as you heard on uh, Michael Jordan's uh, uh, Last Dance on Netflix, which is absolutely fantastic. You can see this kind of background story there. Bill Russell, uh, who was a coach for the Celtics and also Supersonics. Uh, Jay Wright, and as well as uh, Rick Edelman, uh, Hall of Famer, when he was with Portland, Golden State, the Kings, the Rockets, and Minnesota. So that's the 10 that were posted by uh, ESPN just a few moments ago. So Scott, going to go bounce the question back to you with uh, the playing games, if you have any final comments with that, but as well as the Hall of Fame uh, inductees. Yeah, just touching on the Hall of Fame inductees, Dave, we saw yesterday, uh, obviously, Kobe Bryant's wife uh, with the 2020 uh, induction. Uh, You also had uh, uh, several other players that were inducted yesterday. Uh, Tim Duncan, who uh, sported a much different look. I couldn't believe that was him. He usually was, uh, you know, had had a pretty much a high and tight military type haircut and he, he's got, I don't know what he's got going on right now, but I like it. But, you know, talking about a couple players, uh, you know, from a local regional perspective with Ben Wallace and Chris Weber, uh, you know, Chris Weber, anybody my age grew up with the, the Fab Five out of Michigan uh, with Juwan Howard, now coaching Michigan with Jalen Rose, uh, Jackson and King. And 
I was a Michigan State fan, am still, but the, you know what those guys did for basketball. I mean, they changed the game, and Chris Weber certainly didn't have maybe the championship success he wanted to, but you know, a well-deserving individual. He does a great job on color commentary. I believe he's on TNT broadcasts here in the United States. Does a great job there. So a no-brainer there. And and one of my favorite all-time Pistons, Ben Wallace, the first undrafted player, Dave to go into the Hall of Fame. I, I was very surprised to hear that, but this is a guy kind of like Dennis Rodman with the Pistons, although not nowhere near like Dennis Rodman. He, he came out of nowhere, uh, you know, had a couple teams before he got to the Pistons, and it just worked with that system, that 03-04 Pistons team with Larry Brown as coach, you know, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince, and then when they added Rasheed Wallace, that was pretty much the final piece to the puzzle that with Ben Wallace underneath blocking shots and, and doing what he did. I'm glad to see he's a great guy. And uh, certainly we'll talk more about that on Wednesday with Butch Davis, who was right there close to the scene in Detroit with uh, Ben Wallace. So certainly some deserving names there. You mentioned Kukoc and, and others, Paul Pierce, but to me, Chris Weber and Ben Wallace, uh, certainly I'm going to look forward to their speeches come 2021. Oh, I certainly hope he has that long hair for, you know, puffed up with a bandana. Mm-hmm. That's where I picture Ben Wallace and the Pistons were a very, very, very hard team to play uh, at one point. Even with back in the, I want to say the late 80s and the 90s, if I got the years correct against the Bulls, yep. the rivalry was absolutely insane. I wish I was uh, born at the first start of that rivalry. I was only a miniature lad when the Bulls were in the middle of their success, if you will. But the storyline is epic. And Wallace is uh, one of my favorites to come out of that uh, class, if I must say. But now, Scott, I want to, before we jump into football, I want to remind listeners that we are combining this edition with and one and in the pocket. We certainly like to, this will bring the football fans on a basketball show and the basketball fans onto a football show. So it's a lot of cross. So you can kind of see what we all always dive into. But I much, must mention that a lot of our shows have been commercial free on the Canadian side and is a trend that we are going to continue to do for the most part of our shows. But despite being commercial free, I'm going to make sure I give love to all the sponsors of the Game Sports Show. And you can check out our sponsors on thegamesportshow.com under the sponsorship section where we have a full write-up of all the sponsors that we are connected with, including Little Caesars Pizza, Northern Spirit Brewing Company, Sports Center Bar and Grill, of course, which this edition is presented by Thrush Creative Co., also ESPN, ESPN Radio 1400, Living Sisu, North Shore Sports and Auto, Compass Imaging Group, and Demansky Office Interiors, Northern Critters in Need, Moe's Pub, uh, So Right, of course, as when you hear EJ with his discount codes, he sounds like a YouTube uh, YouTuber when he has that on, which is fantastic, <laughs> but it's that's great stuff there, but as well as 44 Vision Hockey uh, with uh, Rob Shrimp. So the, obviously with our love, with our sponsors, we, we much appreciate them because they help us keep the lights on, if you will, as I mentioned in that video on the front page, but Sports Center Bar and Grills, who seem to be best sports bar five years in a row, and also two years in a row, best wings Monday and Wednesday. Eden only are the 75 cent wing nights. And because Ontario is still closed at this time, which is absolute nonsense. But besides the fact, because if you look over the river on Sioux, Michigan, <laughs> people not wearing masks and basically having parties over there, which is amazing to see when you can literally just jump on my sea and go across the river. And I'd be a, in a different country, but as well as in a completely different life setting, if you will. But when support the local 
All the businesses that are closed, lockdown was extended to June 2nd. So make sure you make that order to that local business. And as well as I want to give a shout out to uh, North Shore Sports and Auto. As I mentioned with my CDU, uh, the Game Sports Show and the Game Entertainment Media uh, uh, CDU, if you will. It's going to have a nice professional wrap and we're going to be going to beaches when we're able to and have our show streaming and give out some prizes throughout the summer. So make sure you check out North Shore Sports and Auto. Though, uh, they, they opened in 2008 and since 2013 became a licensed BRP dealership and their family owned and operated and yes the owners are my cousins if you will too so if you want me to be honest with that they uh, have a great business going there with North Shore and yes it's busy when it comes to CDU season but if you want to purchase a CDU and get into tune of getting one no better place of course than to dive into uh, with North Shore uh, Sports and Auto and the last and last piece of sponsorship that I want to get into is kind of combination of one, North Superior Brewing Company. We have great additions coming up this week, but they're also local, free local deliveries for beer. And Thrust Creative Co., uh, They Aaron Robinson, if you want any kind of desire in terms of web and graphic design, he's a place to go for your small business needs. And he's definitely assisted the game entertainment and media into that exposure. And as I mentioned, the game sports show website as we transition to, as other people like to call it, gem. But Scotty, that's the product placement that I want to get into for a couple minutes and make sure that I give love to all of our sponsors as we do. It's a lot better sometimes if they just hear my voice as they already hear it for half the show, if not more, uh, to, than just having a commercial at times even though we will be going to commercials though still we like to keep it different with commercials and product placement advertisements so scotty football before i even dive into talk about the nfl schedule or the draft there was a, a little report that came out just a few hours ago that the giants are signing former wide receiver now tight end calvin benjamin so calvin benjamin is going to the uh, new york giants a little bit of breaking news there so i don't know if you want to give a comment with that or if you just want to dive right into kind of a quick recap again about the nfl draft yeah certainly uh they could move benjamin into tight end on that giants team certainly a position that wasn't very strong and you look at that uh, giants team right now with galladay getting him uh, from the detroit lions uh, Certainly a, a better team in not a real good division. So I think anybody could win the NFC East next year. But, but getting back to the draft or getting to the NFL draft, you know, a few weeks ago now, but still some things to point out as far as a, a regional perspective. And I talked about this on Wednesday on ESPN 1400 show, the game uh, talking about the Detroit Lions draft and, as a Lions fan, Dave, and I'm sure many of our listeners tonight do root for the Detroit Lions, and they, they know what I'm saying when you, you get cautiously optimistic, but then you start thinking about it, you get you, you get pessimistic again with the Detroit Lions. And I haven't gotten that way yet with this new group. Uh, I thought they did a great job getting Sewell. Uh, he did test positive for COVID this week, so hopefully that won't hamper him too much. But, you know, when, when Troy Weaver, or excuse me, when um, when the new general manager came in from the Los Angeles Rams, I was, there's so many new general managers in Detroit, I can't, can't keep them straight there, Dave, with the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, he wanted to build from the lines and, and out, not get maybe the flashy players. And certainly they could have gotten you know, Justin Fields out of Ohio State, they could have gone with uh, a couple wide receivers, but they got Sewell on the line from Oregon. And, and I think that's a smart pick because now you're starting to see with the Lions a strength. And we haven't said that too much over the past few years. They they have a pretty decent 
offensive line right now. And, and they also made some great moves, in my opinion, in the draft, uh, kind of to shore up their defensive front. Obviously, uh, the Jeff Akuda experiment didn't work last year, picking him number three. But I, I was very happy with what the Lions did. They're, it looks like they're sticking to their plan. They want to play a little more of a you know hard-nosed, rough-edged football. Certainly, it's an organization that needs that. And, and so I like what I see from the Detroit Lions in this year's draft. Kind of just real quick, Dave, just looking at you know some of the top picks. I mean, to no one's surprise, Trevor Lawrence goes to Jacksonville. I mean, that, that's a great situation for him. Certainly, uh, most experts think that this is going to be a guy that's going to have a very good career in the NFL, you got Urban Meyer, a new head coach. Who knows? Maybe you have Tim Tebow uh, splitting out wide on tight end. We'll have to see there. But 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 Jacksonville had, had you know they they were going to get Lawrence. No surprise. Uh, the Jets with Wilson at two, not a surprise as well. Uh, you look at what they did trading up to help shore up the offensive line later in the first round. Uh, Sam Darnold just had to be shaking his head that whole draft. He's like, why didn't you do this for me a few years ago? Things might have ended up a bit better. For Mr. Darnold, but he's going to not a bad situation in Carolina. I, I think the surprise for me started with Trey Lance going to San Francisco. You knew that they were going to pick a quarterback in San Francisco, but you know, going into the draft, a lot of people thought it would be Mac Jones. I like both those quarterbacks, but I really like Trey Lance. There's something about this guy. We don't know a lot about him. We just, we, you know, he's only, I think had 400 college snaps. He played one game last year, but he's into a great situation with a team that's, a, you know, has a pass heavy offense. They have a great defense and he doesn't have to be rushed out there. You still got Garoppolo you know, as their starting quarterback, I think you're going to see Lawrence and Wilson get out there pretty quick. Probably Justin Fields, uh, who went to Chicago, and, and what a move Chicago made there. And I guess I was a little surprised with Cincinnati. You know, Atlanta takes a tight end Kyle Pitts, who, you know, I was glad the Lions didn't take a high pick for tight ends because that's bounced them a few times, or I should say bit them in the butt a few times. But I think Pitts certainly has potential to be a very solid player for Atlanta. But Cincinnati getting Jamar Chase, a wide receiver out of LSU, pairing him up with Joe Burrow, of course, who threw him a ton of touchdown passes in the in his collegiate career. But I really thought Cincinnati was going to try to shore up their offensive line and get Sewell. So that, that was the big surprise for me. And, you know, Dave, I know uh, Green Bay, there's lots of issues there with Aaron Rodgers and, Certainly uh, lots of things as far as the draft and everything. It, it's like anything else. It always looks good on draft day, but where the real uh, nuts and bolts come into play, not necessarily the first round, but like your Pittsburgh Steelers seem to do every year, Dave, it's the second, third, fourth, fifth round picks that end up being pretty good players like Chris Claypool or, or many others. You can go down the line with Pittsburgh and find a bunch. So that that's to me is where it really starts. The rubber hits the road once you get into those picks. So that, that was just my overall view of the NFL draft. Uh, as a Lions fan, I was pretty happy with what I saw. You know what? The NFL draft was very intriguing and good. And the big you brought up some just a few moments ago uh, with Justin Fields. I honestly think the Bears got a steal uh, with Justin Fields. I Me think they, too. With the potential of having that pick at 11, where he's a guy that was arguably top five, three. You know, if you want to go back to earlier in the season, and obviously that happens in the NFL draft with quarterbacks. You've seen it with Johnny Football, which obviously <laughs> didn't really work out. Uh, obviously. 
you have you have some other situations have happened there as well. And just the big thing is with Justin Fields, he has an opportunity in Chicago to almost take the helm really quickly. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the the plan is with the NFL kind of has changed, but obviously what the Bears bringing in Andy Dalton, uh, you know, I've always kind of felt with him in Cincinnati, there was an underrated quarterback. And as he transitioned more, it wasn't a great year for him, but he's hitting 33 years of age. He's going to be 34 this October is Andy Dalton. And it's kind of a good individual to bring in for Justin Fields because of the, the amount that Andy Dalton had to work through in Cincinnati and the pressure that was trying to get Cincinnati over that powerhouse Steelers team that always was strong, Ravens, tough division play. And he has a chance, you know, to alleviate some pressure off fields. I've been a fan of maybe some coaches uh, having this QB battle, and especially for a young rookie QB who has to earn his stripes, if you will. But I feel that Justin Fields, as I say, feel and fields in the same sentence, uh, <laughs> you have uh, you have a chance to groom him properly and not throw him into a situation that may be damaging to his career, which I feel the New York Jets do a whole bunch with their quarterbacks that they draft. And it's going to be it's going to be interesting. That's the pick that I was really really loving. I didn't like Fields' reaction at the draft. He obviously was a little bit upset, understandably, but for him to move up and get picked by a good organization like the Browns, despite as everyone likes to chirp, the Browns is still a, you know, a, 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 an organization that has a lot of history and he has a chance to right the ship there once he's ready. And I think this year he's in a battle, Dalton. I hope that they share the time with the football uh, this season for the Bears. As they know, they definitely try to pursue to make the playoffs. I don't think they will be a playoff team this year. They might be just out, but maybe next year Fields can take it over right in the helm going into 2022 year and be kind of like how a Jackson was in Baltimore, potentially. Not saying that they're the same, uh, but maybe it can have that effect as their Bears have really been starving for that successful quarterback for a little bit other picks i'm going to go a little bias here Najee harris uh with the steelers getting him uh 24th overall and with harris this is a guy that he rushed for 2263 yards and as a sophomore in 2014 as a junior he had 2700 rushing yards 36 touchdowns as a senior he had 2700 yards as well and 34 touchdowns this is a guy that did really well uh he is he won the doc walker award in 2020 he's a unanimous all-american in 2020 first team all sec a 2020 second team in 2019 and two-time us today high school all-american in 2015 2016 so i feel like this the potential is really endless for harris and they definitely do have a lot of strong drafting uh, do the Steelers uh, even to the later rounds but I really like this pick running back no offense to James Conner I'm hoping that Harris can really kind of take over within the next couple seasons to kind of transition when Ben leaves and maybe it's not a full rebuild in Pittsburgh that they can kind of do a quick retooling and keep the keep the strong you know playoff streak and keep the uh, kind of the, the the success that they've had instead of going into a full kind of uh, rebuild another pick that I really liked I'll say quick you obviously mentioned with the uh, with the uh, this, uh, sorry, I almost said Tigers. The Lions, if you will, the offensive tackle uh, was see well. I feel I feel that was finally a good pick by the Lions. Uh, they didn't pick a tight end, which I felt was the win. So if you're a Lion <laughs> and tight end, that was very good. Uh, one more pick that I felt was very interesting. Actually, two more quick ones I can say. Uh, I was a really big fan of Rashad Bateman. Of course, he's going to go over to Minnesota. I feel like that was a you know 
kind of an underrated pick. You know, he's a guy who's great in pass coverage. He has great speed. And I really feel like the Ravens get in a receiver. They had the fewest receiving yards from any wide wide receiver position last season. So being able to bring in a running back or sorry, a wide receiver at that time uh, for that pick is great. And I feel like Bateman going down that low. I think that's a guy who could have been a bit higher in the high teens, if you will. And the other pick that I liked uh, was by the uh, the Eagles, Devontae Smith uh, going 10th from Alabama. And, of course, Alabama, who I think is a pretty successful football program. Uh, you know, there's there's a time that uh, with, with Devontae Smith that they're really going to – the Eagles need another receiver. I feel like that depth was kind of iffy. So to bring in Smith was a good pick. And I thought that Smith actually was going to go a little bit higher. I thought maybe that the Falcons might have looked at him instead of Pitts, who's obviously a tight end out of Florida. But obviously Pitts was a fantastic pick by the Falcons, so I'm not saying that he wasn't. But overall, for him to drop down to that pick, I feel like the Eagles really scored a slam dunk, as well as the Bears, as I mentioned, and the Steelers, as well as the Ravens. So that'll be my take with the draft. I know we've got a couple more topics to get into in just a little bit of brief time here, Scott. So I'll let you dive into the next topic for the NFL, which I believe will be the schedule we'll dive into. Yes, Dave. Uh, last week, uh, the NFL announced their schedule and just how good the NFL promotes its product. All you have to do is look at Wednesday. They said they were going to announce everything at 8 p.m. on the NFL Network, but all day long they were taking the news from everybody else and, and releasing little tidbits here and there. Okay, these are our Christmas Day games. These are our Week 1 games. And just It's another example of the NFL just doing things the right way and just making a lot of money out of it. Uh, you know, The schedule has been released. Uh, just a, a few things I wanted to mention before we get your thoughts, Dave. Uh, Nine teams this year will have five primetime games, including Kansas City, the Rams, Baltimore, Green Bay, Chicago, New Orleans, Tampa, Seattle, and Dallas. And kind of surprising, the Saints get four primetime spots in five weeks between week 12 and 16. I, I don't know if they realize that Drew Brees retired. I don't know if <laughs> New Orleans is, is, is going to be that great of a, of, of, a, of a team, but who knows what's going to happen there. But but you look at uh, yeah some of the matchups, which we'll get to in a moment, but I like to look at strength of schedule because that's a very important uh, aspect, especially you know who your division games are, but who you play in your conference and as well in the other conference. And you look at Tampa Bay right now uh, and their schedule. They play in the NFC South, which you have New Orleans without Drew Brees. You have Carolina now with uh, Sam Darnold. And you have Atlanta. Not exactly a, a real daunting division schedule. Oh, but it gets even better for Tampa Bay, who lost nobody off their team from last year. Uh, they also will be playing the NFC East this year. Washington, Dallas, Philadelphia, and the Giants. And so it just gets very easy for Tampa Bay in uh, in their schedule. A team that doesn't have it very easy, Dave, is anybody in the AFC, or excuse me, the NFC North looking at the Bears. I mean, you know, the Bears have lots of expectations on them. They have to play the NFC West which is loaded, as you know, with Arizona and the Rams, with now Matt Stafford and uh, Seattle and San Francisco. And they have to play the NFC North with Pittsburgh and Baltimore and Cincinnati and Cleveland, who I think just made a, 
a great draft uh, in addition to all their different uh, different pickups during the offseason. So some good matchups here, Dave, week one. How about this one? Your Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Week four, Tampa Bay at New England as Tom Brady goes back. Week nine, Green Bay at Kansas City. Will Aaron Rodgers be there? Uh, my money says he will not. So those are just some of the fun matchups. As a Lions fan, it's certainly going to be interesting to see the Lions go out to Los Angeles and play Matt Stafford. Cleveland, they play uh, Green Bay on Christmas Day. They opened up. They open up the season at home against Kansas City. So, or I should say, at Kansas City. So, so, those are some of the things, Dave. Love when the schedule comes out. Always do the predictions. As a Lions fan, every year I I do six and ten. They're usually somewhere around that. They may be a little below every once in a while, a bit above. I got them going six and ten again this season, but who knows what's going to happen. So, your thoughts on the NFL schedule release? As we'll be lacing them up here in a few months and playing some football. Can't believe it's already coming so quickly. feels like just yesterday we saw Tom Brady defeat uh, the Chiefs and literally contain Patrick Mahomes to a, a way that I would never thought would see done from that young stud. But obviously the old stud, if you will, and he's not even old, but he's for the for NFL playing age potentially, but he still has a few years left in him, does Tom Brady, I feel. But they definitely have a favorable schedule, as you mentioned, Scotty. But the one that I would have marked down, I think it's marked on a lot of people's calendars, is Tom Brady's uh, return to or, uh, while playing against the Patriots, right? And that, that ticket uh, is already going for over a couple thousand dollars okay so you know that's going to be one of the bigger games in, uh, in week four if i had to really say that this year with the steelers and bills uh, that is a tough start for the steelers to play such a good team right out of the gate uh, but it's not a bad thing, but that's going to be a great week one if you're a Steelers or Bills fan. It's absolutely fantastic. To start the season, though, of course, you have the Cowboys and, of course, the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you'll have the Chiefs against the Browns. You know, it, it's going to be extremely interesting. And I know that you mentioned with the with Aaron Rodgers, uh, despite all the great schedule matchups that we'll see and some of them having favorable matchups for such, uh, it's still going to be interesting where Aaron Rodgers go Aaron Rodgers goes and I had a bold prediction uh, with a friend of a friend of the show friend of mine a good friend of mine outside of the show of course and our casual football analyst Dustin Grondin who now owns Root River Golf Course here in town which is an absolute big announcement that was just announced last week uh, so when I was talking to Dustin I brought forward the, the bold prediction Everyone knows what team Dustin cheers for. If not, they're going to know in a few seconds. I thought of the scenario, if they can make the salary work, is New Orleans getting Aaron Rodgers. And how I, I thought that that was a perfect fit uh, because of Drew Brees out, despite what New Orleans can kind of put in place right away. I feel like 37-year-old Rodgers, you have Thomas at wide end, you have a kind of move Hill around still. I feel like the fit and being inside the dome and for, uh, for New Orleans would be a great fit. And for being 37 years old, it still allows New Orleans where they feel like they're in that win now mode after they got screwed over a couple years ago against the Rams, which we all know of that. Mm-hmm. Move. 
brutal call. I feel like the Saints have the time that they can take that risk to try to make a move or make a deal to bring in Aaron Rodgers. And I feel like the fit would be instant. As soon as he throws the football to Thomas, it'd be love at first sight. Uh, it would be great. I think the fit is awesome. I know there's other teams you can certainly throw around out there, but I feel like New Orleans would be a great pick. So I want fans and listeners to comment below what they think of that. But overall, this regular season schedule, this is the first time we'll see 17 games, right? They've been playing 16 games since 1978. So the first time that one extra game is going to be there. And that might be pivotal when it comes into the playoff portion of uh, the schedule uh, later on. Of course, you have Jacksonville against Miami where they're playing in London this year. I obviously like that. So, of course, you have you think you'd have Trevor Lawrence's absolute flow going on in the airwaves of London. Uh, so it's, it's going to be great. All the schedules are fantastic. You can check out the website. I know ESPN.com had a great story about the schedule as well. But if I had a game on my schedule, it might be an easy pick. But I, the Tom Brady uh, going against New England, I think that would be the the one that I would be kind of watching. And I'm just excited for week one. Hopefully the Steelers can kind of bounce back, have a great year as a Steeler fan, and hopefully make a deep run this year. But the main thing I'm still watching as it's still the offseason is, is Aaron Rodgers, who did a fantastic job hosting Jeopardy as well. And there was one scene in there where somebody asked at the end in Final Jeopardy, he said, why did they kick a field goal? And <laughs> yep. Aaron Rodgers looked at him and said, I don't know that answer. So <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is certainly not pleased with the situation. And almost said Winnipeg there. Nope. Uh, his situation in Green Bay. Uh, and it, I feel like it's a time to make a divorce of that and trying to move on. And that Green Bay should start looking at other options. And I think New Orleans is just perfect, Scotty. Any final thoughts uh, with the NFL? No, just looking forward uh, to, you know, the off season and how the teams get to August. And let's hope that, you know, COVID-19 starts to subside and more things open up because you're starting to see it a little bit more uh, playoff hockey last night in Washington. Uh, Good job by the Capitals because I bet on them, but you're starting to see more people in the stands. We're not seeing the packed houses, although in baseball, a few places. So I really hope come uh, September and the NFL that we're starting to see more people in the stands safely, mind you, uh, and that because you're starting to see it more and more in the other sports and you need that atmosphere. You saw it in the FA cup final with Chelsea and Leicester. Uh, They had, uh, you know, about half capacity at Wembley, which it's just nice to see sports with actual fans. there making noise, not the can noise that they bring in. And certainly come September, let's hope we're, we're if not at full house uh, close to that. And we get a lot of atmosphere because that's what makes sports is the atmosphere and the experience of going to the game and watching it. And without fans, you just don't get the same thing. You don't. And you obviously with hockey playoffs are starting, as you mentioned, uh, it's going to be interesting what happens with the Canadian teams. Once the winner comes out of that, what they're going to do, I'm going to throw flat out out there right now. Nothing's been announced, but I, I don't think travel will be allowed here for the Canadian, for the Americans mm-hmm. at that time, even if it is great. If not, I really think that say Toronto is the team that comes out of the Canadian division. As we say, the North division is what I should say. I feel like they'll play their playoff games in Buffalo uh, because that could be home games if you will, because there's a lot of fans from Buffalo are fans of Toronto. Uh, maybe there are people that are in Buffalo. They're from Toronto. Maybe they'll be allowed to travel by them, but we won't be able to have fans in Canada. So we might have Canadian fans in there to cheer for Toronto. So it's going to be interesting to see how the NHL playoff goes forward. And that's just my prediction. If that was an example of Toronto, if you have, if you had Edmonton or Winnipeg, 
depends how Minnesota does for Winnipeg. I feel like they would make that work with another NHL city where they would play it up that is close to them. So that is my NHL kind of feedback. I can give a little uh, teaser. We did have a top shelf edition episode 11 that we just uploaded. We will have more uh, this upcoming week in terms of uh, when the playoffs all get started, especially for the North Division. But with football, very excited to see the offseason shape out still. I'm a big fan of offseasons in sports, despite how much we obviously love the in-season of sport and giving all our analysis and feedback and content about it. Then the movement of players. I love when star players are involved in movement, and I've really got my eye on Aaron Rodgers. I am really, I'm really excited to see what can happen there. And if he does go back to Green Bay, I'll be so disappointed. So hopefully I'm not disappointed. But it's been great to talk football. It's been a couple months, a pretty near since the Super Bowl win. Uh, it's a little bit different for me because obviously Jamie or either EJ and Justin are here with us. We obviously have Scott. Me and Scott are basically uh, we, we we all started this uh, the game sports show family and grew it up Scott and we have a great family here so it's great to have done it in the pocket with you and, but we brought forward football and basketball here on this one show and combined it into all in one great show so I'm very happy we went into everything that we could NBA playoffs coming up it's going to be a ride because of NHL and NBA playoffs the baseball season's in full swing NFL season fantastic things and I know soccer uh, we got uh, we can talk soccer as well here on the show, which we will in the coming weeks as well. So there's lots going on, Scotty, and it's great, but it's been great talking football and basketball with you here today. It's been great to be on the show, Dave. Thanks for having me on. And you just go back to last year at this time. There still weren't a whole lot of sports going on. I think we were just starting to see soccer trickle back along with the PGA. And so it's certainly great to have a full slate of sports to talk about as we get into the playoffs and the NBA and the NHL um, regular season Major League Baseball look forward to football in the fall and certainly thankful to have it all because I'll tell you what it's hard not having sports and you and I you know experienced that as did everyone last year for quite a few months and so very thankful to have what we have back and looking forward to talking about it more with you sir Definitely. And one final thing, Scotty, I know you mentioned we have our ESPN edition this week. Uh, so uh, on top of that, if you want to dive into that to give the listeners a little fee- uh, preview or teaser of that, if you will, uh, for this week, as well as anything else that you may have on your docket this week from the American side of the Game Sports Show. Uh, personally, I got a lot of umping on my docket this week as we're uh, still into the spring sports season for high school softball and baseball. But Taking a break on Wednesday from that to have our next edition of the game on ESPN at 1400 here locally in Sault Ste. Marie from 6 to 8 o'clock. You'll be on the show, Dave, as well as Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. Still lining up some guests uh, for next week, but you can find that show on the website, thegamesportshow.com or thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, ESPN 1400. That is fantastic, and that is obviously one of the big headline shows of the game sports show, and Scott does a fantastic job with that. Unfortunately, I know I'm only able to com- devote 15 minutes usually of the show on there. I can't wait till it's a full two hours again, or at least an hour, sir, because uh, that means that I'm back over the border and enjoying some of the perks of the United States gasoline prices, which I think are still good. I don't know if they are good still, despite COVID. Uh, but Not here- great, but good. Not great, but good. <laughs> here in Canada. Definitely, absolutely nonsense. Dollar thirty-four a liter makes you want to hurl in your mouth. It's ridiculous. I forget what that translates over in gallons. Not going to try to do that or search that right now because I look like an absolute fool. Uh, but besides the point. 
Fantastic, Scotty. This has been the In the Pocket edition and and one edition, a combined edition, all presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar, five years in a row, best wings two year two two years in a row as well. We will be having a contest giveaway again. Again, congratulations to Ben Boudreaux on winning the sixty dollars of Little Caesars gift cards, and that's a whole lot of dough, if you will, if everyone gets my pun, uh, as well as. <laughs> This upcoming week, as I mentioned, we'll have North Superior giveaway combined with Sports Center Bar and Grill. So keep an eye on all of our social media, which is at the Game Sports Show, Facebook and Instagram. Make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on our platforms, as well as make our website your homepage. You can simply do that by copying and pasting it to your mobile device or dragging it over to your desktop on your computer. Again, thank you to Scott. Thank you to the listeners. This has been a combined edition of And One and In the Pocket. Comment below with any feedback. And we'll certainly have many uploads this week, as we always do. ESPN 1400, top shelf. Another end one coming up this week. Got a special edition upload with Jamie Tardiff. And as mentioned with Scott on the U.S. side, all the great additions there. So there's a lot of content that you can follow day by day, week by week here on the Game Sports Show. Dave McCake signing off here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, turn your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.